Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I speak today to Colin Locke, CEO of Krakatoa Resources. They're an ASX-listed copper gold explorer. It's fairly early days there, but we wanted to understand what they are setting out to try to do. Their property is near Alcane Resources property, and they believe it's a high perspective and could be the next big thing. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Colin, how are you doing, sir? Hi, Matt. Excellent, thanks. Good, good, good. Well, thanks, to, thanks for coming on the show. Um, you're going to talk to us about Krakatoa Resources. It's uh, fairly, fairly early days, but um, it's always nice to sort of talk to the early exploration uh, company. So why don't you, for people new to this story, which should be a lot of people over here, um, why don't you kick off and give us that one minute overview and then I'll pick it up from there. Now, uh, Krakatoa is a uh, small cap junior Australian explorer. It's listed on the Australian Stock Exchange under the symbol KTA. It's got a market cap, last time I looked, about 7 million Australian, so about under 5 million American, about 4.6 million American. We've got about 218,000 shares on issue and the stock's trading at 3.5 cents. We recently acquired a TEM in the Lachlan Fold Belt in central New South Wales in Australia, which uh, shares some pretty heavy duty neighbours. And I'll be speaking more about that later. It's probably situated, it's exceptionally situated in not just in the um, prolific Lachlan Fold Belt. Now, the thing about the Lachlan Fold Belt, it deals in gold mainly, gold and copper porphyries. And it's probably the arguably the, <clears throat> the, the, the world's major copper gold porphyry exploration um, destination for investors on the planet at the moment. Within that Lachlan Fold Belt, you have what's called the Molong Volcanic Belt, which is Audiovision uh, rocks. And, uh, we, and we are exceptionally located again. We're only 35 kilometres on that same narrow strip. The strip goes north-south. Um, to Cadia's, Newcrest Mining's Cadia, which is Australia's biggest and most lucrative gold mine. Okay. We acquired the proposition in late last year and we've been going pretty pre pretty heavy on the exploration since. Okay, so thanks for the summary. Um, your new story, so I guess there's not a lot of data around, so I want to understand the process that you've been through and that you're going to go through. So what is it that you set out to do? You know, what, what are you trying to build here? And um, what's the process that you're going to engage to, you know, move along that path? Sure. Well, since acquisition late last year, we took out an option over the, uh, it's about 80 square kilometres. Um, that was in September. We, we got it granted or we exercised the options in that, that option to acquire in December. And we are going for copper gold porphyry. Uh, plays and porphyries are renowned to um, exist in clusters. The uh, we are hell bent on trying to um, fast track, and we're steaming ahead on the road to discovery. We would like to get a discovery happening this calendar year, so we can really bring home bring home some bacon for investors before Christmas if we can. So our main mission is a major discovery if we can. And just on that, uh, there has been a discovery recently in that same belt, 
in about September last year with a company called Alkane Resources, ALK. And the rewards to investors on a discovery, if we base it on Alkane's discovery, which was one hole, one drill hole, it added, um, it added 200 million to their market cap. So approximately 130 million US dollars to their market cap with one hole. Okay, but same belt, so same strips. Let's bring it back to you guys because I, th I think junior explorers, it's in their nature to use neurology and evocative language to get people excited. So let's bring it back to what we know. Okay, so you you're focusing on on the Lachlan Gold Belt region. Why? What, what is it? Can't just be based on neurology. What do you know about what you've got today? Or what what, in, what incentivized you to say, well, actually, let's let's go here rather than somewhere else? Well, it is based on neurology, and it absolutely is. The ground we have is uh, hasn't been explored before. It's it's basically virgin ground. Now, amazingly, the reason for that is probably because it's covered in about up to 30 meters thick in tertiary basalt. So there's, in other words, there's no outcropping. Now, now usually discoveries are made generally by outcropping. So there, there is none on this, uh, this, on this strip, but they do say on the, with neurology that the best place to find mineralization is in the shadow of somebody's head frame. I think a famous US um, president said that. Not, not, a, not, a, not a geologist. So, so okay, okay. We're not here to talk about US presidents, okay? So you've got this basalt uh, 30 meters thick. So again, it comes back to the question. It's like, what, what intelligence, what uh, knowledge do you have which says, do you know what? If we go beneath that, I think we, we could find something quite good. I mean, so why are you doing this where others haven't? Well, it's been locked up for a while, um, but for, for decades it's been locked up. Uh, one of the reasons is that in, in, in New South Wales, the, the government gave landholders the upper hand until relatively recently. Um, so now it's turned around so miners and explorationists have technically the upper hand. That, that's, I think that's one reason why no one's really explored this area before. This area being that same narrow strip in the uh, Molong Volcanic Belt. Um, the uh, other reason is that, again, there's been no outcropping. Uh, we've, we've been over the, the, the um, most of the land now and there's no outcropping whatsoever. So that's been a bit of a deterrent for the majors. They're looking for lower hanging fruit, uh, I believe. They're, they're looking for quick, easy targets. They've all been snapped up. And um, the, the, beauty, the beauty about this for investors is that it hasn't been gone over. It's, so that, that, that creates opportunity. And, and Krakatoa, ASXKTA, is, is not frightened to do some drilling and to puncture through that, um, you know, that 30 metres of cover. And considering that it's potentially a porphyry system, uh, that 30 metres of cover is very insignificant, given that that last uh, major discovery in that same belt um, the, the discovery started at 300 metres below, and that was a 500 metre um, interval, uh, intercept. Uh, what also gives us, again, it is a bit of neurology, but where Krakatoa, ASX KTA, is, is located, it's right next to um, a, a resource of nearly 1.5 million tonnes, 1.47 million tonnes of, um, sorry, uh, ounces of gold. We're right next door. And, uh, you know, we share the same 
it's called Copper Hill, and we share the same Copper Hill, what's called Igneous Complex. And we've just made a last, uh, we, we made an announcement yesterday where we've pretty well proved that we share a, a great deal of that complex, and it's a quite a major system. And this Copper Hill, by the looks of it, hasn't really properly been, you know, there's plenty more to be found in Copper Hill as well. Okay, okay. It's just what I'm trying to get to is obviously with the expiration, the chance of success, you know, like one out of 20, you know, kind of make something of it. You know, 19 out of 20 don't make it. So I want people to understand what they're getting into with you guys. So it's based on, you know, what data, what intelligence, you know, what analysis have you done, which gives you that confidence? Because you said to me, you know, majors want low hanging fruit. They've got a lot of money available. You, you know, juniors don't typically have a lot of money available, and that's you know why a lot of money gets wasted in in, in juniors. But uh, so I'm trying to get, to, and I think we're starting to get an idea of what's giving you the confidence to go after this, to drill below that 30 meters. So, um, so what what say so what are you planning this year? You've got about what a million bucks left of, of cash. Is that is that about right? That's that that was in our last uh, announcement. Yes, so that's. That was in our last quarterly, quite right. Okay, there's likely to be 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 a, be a bit less now, right? As, as time as time goes on, and we are aggressively exploring. Look, look, another thing what gives us confidence: we have done an aeromagnetic survey um, right at the top of the uh, of our license. That's right at the north north end, and then we followed up with a another um, aeromag survey with a fixed wing aircraft over the entire license. And that's picked up a number of geo, geophysical anomalies, which we, uh, we which stand out quite remarkably. You can see that on our website. We've we've um, we've announced those anomalies, and just recently we thought, look, we'll have a bit of a sniff under the basalt, just in the northern part of one of our targets. There's six targets on the license. We've uh, we've run a uh, aeromag over to, to look for anomalies, and we found them over the entire license. And then um, we've done a little bit of drilling right next to Copper Hill, which I just explained, again in the northern portion of the license in one out of six tenements. And uh, that's unearthed some decent... Uh, what that's done is that's married up the, the, uh, the um, geophysical anomalies with some geochemical anomalies. Okay. So we, what we're doing is we're trying to de-risk it and narrow, down, uh, narrow it down to put in some deep diamond drill holes later in the year to get that discovery I mentioned earlier, if we can. Okay, brilliant. Okay. So, right. I'm starting to build a picture up of your, how you, the process that you're going through to, to do this. You've got, you've got some targets. Let's come back to that cash point. So last quarter, about a million bucks, obviously a bit less than that because you've been spending money. So what's the plan for this year? Obviously, COVID-19 has impacted people's ability to move around, maybe not so much in Western Australia. What are your plans for the rest of this year? Are you going to need to raise some more capital soon? Well, our plans are to continue to try and de-risk the the um, diamond, the, the deep dry diamond drilling as much as we can. But at the same time, we're hell bent on doing that. Uh, we we would ideally like, in my mind, to do at least three um, deep diamond holes. Currently, and right now, we've got a uh, we, we've just finished a. Um, deep a ground penetrating radar survey, which is looking for features and structures underneath the basalt that may help us. We're, we're just trying to tick boxes as to where we're going to target this deep drilling to bring home that discovery for investors. Brilliant. At the end of the year, if we can. Are you going to need to raise some money? 
Look, these diamond drill holes, typically you, you budget for about 200,000-ish, including the including probably the um, the, the assays. Um, so, so depending on how many we do, we, we may need to we may need a may need to raise some money um, later on in the year. And on that, we've never had any problems raising money in the past. So that's a probably later this year to allow you to do the things you want to do. And, and nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to get, you know get to the, get to the answers. Sure. Okay. So sure. the your what I think you're I think you. Uh, did, I think you're about eight million dollars uh, today, not seven. So that, that's good news. Um, but uh, you have got a lot of shares out, which is a sort of very common Aussie uh, thing. You know, sitting with hundreds of, if not billions, of of shares out. Um, your current shareholder base is, is is made up of what? Is it is it friends and family? Is it retail? I mean, how how does it break down? Yeah, so just um, on that, there's actually not a lot of shares out there. There's there's 218 million. Uh, that's that's a fairly tight structure. For, for, for Australia, it is. I, for, for most other places, no. But it's, it's a, I think it's unique to Australia, I think is the point I'm trying to make to uh, people watching this. Um, okay, so sure. pl- please, can you so break down who are the main shareholders? Yes, so the, the main shareholders um, out of the top, say, I reckon 40 I think about most of the shareholders I know um, in the top 100. There'd, there'd only be a handful that I don't know um, personally. Um, out of the top 20, um, top the top 20 would make up about 40% of the registry, and it's you know it's a, it's fairly tight. Okay. Now we've with Krakatoa's blessed with a pretty pretty good following of um, of, of investors. And is There's that no institutions on, on the registry at all. They're, they're all, uh, you know, they're all mums and dads and high net worth individuals. Okay. And what about yourself? You, how many shares do you hold? Last time I looked, my wife is, I think, the number five shareholder. So I've got some skin in the game and uh, I've got a few options expiring at uh, 10 cents later on in the year. Uh, the, currently, the share price is three and a half cents. 3.6 was the close today. Okay. So, so how many is that? If she's in the top five? Oh, I think it'd be about, I think nearly four million shares. Brilliant. Okay. And so, and just, and I'm always interested in how sort of um, small genes when they kind of start up. You've, you're fairly entrepreneurial in attitude. Uh, you have to be, and you've got to keep the cost low. So, how do you structure? I mean, how many people are employed by the company? We've got three directors. Um, I'm the executive chairman. Yep. We've got, uh, so I represent about a thousand shareholders. We've got a thousand shareholders in total. Um, I've got a brilliant company secretary and um, fellow director, David Palumbo, that I've worked with for 10 years doing um, you know, bits and pieces. And we've got Tim Hogan, who's, a, who's a, a very steady hand and has a lot of corporate experience. And we have a great team on the ground led by, uh, led by Ian Cooper, who's a who, who worked at uh, Newcrest's Cadia operation, only 35Ks down the road. And uh, he lives in um, Orange, where, where we're based. We're only at the, the uh, exploration site's only 20 kilometres outside Orange. To put it in perspective, the town of Orange has about 30,000 people in it. So it's got great infrastructure, water, power, rail, electricity, labour. Um, you know, it's highly skilled workforce, particularly with Cadia, Australia's biggest and most lucrative gold mine in the vicinity. Um, 
I mean, we're just you know, there's there's a few there's a few boxes one could one could probably tick here. Yeah. And, and what's your track record, Colin? Tell me, tell me about tell me about what you've done in the past in terms of exploration. Yeah, I started, I started out in I started out in mainly in um, in in commodity broking and in stock broking, and uh, I had a boutique uh, stock broking outfit, uh, boutique financial services brokers uh, before called CK Lock and Partners. Um, before I left there, I left and went to Indonesia. But uh, before I left there, we had the best track record in Australia, and we published it on uh, small cap stocks. So, so during my uh, years doing small cap stocks, what brought me here is that I looked at these companies and thought, look, I can not only potentially do a better job, but I figure that I've got more say and I've got more, um, I get more satisfaction on, on victories for investors if I'm actually at the helm of the company rather than, um, you know, advising, um, you know, corporately to get in and out of other plays. I, I feel like I'm, I'm more at the helm here and I, I get more satisfaction out of, um, out of um, you know, looking after shareholders okay. or trying to create a discovery for shareholders. Okay. And what's your relationship with, okay, so you, um, who do you rely on? To make decisions about the geology, what you should be going after, targeting, etc. Well, we rely on the field with the field work led by Ian Cooper, and we also rely on geophysicists. And well, yeah. The, but but you're the guys. You're the guys got to make work. the decisions, aren't you? So you know, I'm just I'm just wondering what what's the process you go through internally? Because you know, as a, again, as a junior, it's it's very close. It's a small team. How do those decisions get made? Because in each decision costs money. Well, that's right. And look, the, 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 the main decisions where we are now is, is not on acquisition. It's on where we're going to stick these diamond drill holes to, to potentially make this discovery that I've been talking about. And, and again, should we, successful, should we be successful in this discovery? Let's not forget, just 65 k's up the road in the same belt, same rocks, exactly the same rocks this as far as i'm concerned i've had a look at it the same geophysics um you know when, when they made that hole which was alk the 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 symbol um that was 500 meters at 0.48 of a gram a ton 500 meters 0.48 from 200 meters and that added 200 million to their market cap and in, interestingly, there's a there's an outfit next door. If we look at neurology, they're called MAG. Last time I looked at them, they're right next door to uh, to that discovery I just made. Um, I don't. Uh, last time I looked, I don't think there was any drilling going on, and they had a market cap of forty million dollars Australian, based on that neurology. And again, Krakatoa, ASX KTAs got a market cap of eight mil and it's right next to copper hill and on the subject there of, of drill holes now the copper hill that we're right next to they've had 60 one of their drill holes was 60 meters times 5.4 grams a ton which which is actually a higher payload and shallower than that alk's discovery that i just mentioned that put 200 mil to their market cap They've got another hole right next door to us at Copper Hill, which is 55 metres at 5.7 grams a tonne. Again, 
that's a higher grade or that's a higher mineral payload, gold-wise only, I'm not even going to mention the copper, than that 200 mil discovery. So we've got two better holes right next door and our market cap, or Krakatoa's market cap, is, what, 7 million. Okay, so what have you got to do this year to actually move from neurology thesis through to being able to inform the market with data which tells them about what you've got, not what's going on next door, but what you've got. What's what's your money going to be spent on delivering that message? The money will be spent, if we can, on doing a series of deep diamond drill holes. Deep meaning we're looking at about 600 metres-ish. So straight through that tertiary basalt cover, and we're using geophysics, uh, deep ground penetrating radar, um, and uh, whatever we can to try and de-risk those holes and target them properly so we can again um, make that discovery. Okay. Um, if we can and that's what's going to that's what's going to bring the value as you know to to shareholders okay and the leverage and i mean this is a value proposition you could argue okay with such a low market cap so what okay well look i think you you've got an interesting story um be we will follow it and see what you're able to do this year obviously you know tricky times for everyone but um it's a case of, I think, you know, delivering what you say you're going to deliver and obviously what comes out of the drill bit um, f- for this year. So I would like, appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for sharing your story. And do stay in touch as things progress, because I know things move quite quickly in the junior exploration space. Um, and, and, you know, come back and tell us more. Thanks very much, Matt. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.